0: hi guys welcome to podcast 23 of let's say wise mbbs and today we are going to talk about various malpresentations malpositions okay so we'll talk about breech presentation transverse lie and then about occipital posterior position uh, then face presentation brow presentation okay all this abnormal labor we have seen everything about normal labor now let's start with bridge, bridge presentation so, there are mainly three types of breach Frank breach, complete breach, and incomplete breach. Okay, so in Frank breach and complete breach, there is flexion of thigh. Okay, thigh is flexed, but if the knee is extended, then we call it Frank breach. If the knee is flexed, then we call it complete breach. Okay, and in incomplete breach, thigh is extended. Okay, and now depending on whether knee is flexed or extended, uh, if the knee is flexed, then the presentation is called knee presentation, and if the knee is extended, the presentation is called footling presentation. Okay, so three types: frank, complete, and incomplete. So the most, the highest chances for cord prolapse is in footling presentation, in incomplete breech. Okay, because there is lot of space for cord to Prolapse through the cervix. Okay, so that is the most common or the knee presentation, sorry, footling presentation has maximum chances of cord prolapse, and for that we need to go for C-section. Okay, the least chance of cord prolapse is in frank breach. Okay. Right now, how do we manage this breach presentation? So if the female comes before uh, the onset of active labor. So, at 36 weeks, we can do external cephalic version. So, what is it? Externally, we rotate the fetus, we try to rotate the fetus and bring it back in the cephalic presentation. Try to bring it in the cephalic presentation. Okay. So, this is a simple OPD procedure. No anesthesia is required, anything. And uh, So, there are various methods, uh, various conditions in which this ECV cannot be done or ECV is contraindicated. What are those? If the breech is incomplete breech, like foot presentation or knee presentation then if it is stargazer breech, that is the neck is extended, okay the head is extended, then if it is preterm or postterm, if placenta previa is present, if there is oligohydramnios, in all these conditions ECV is generally contraindicated, we do not go for ECV and if we are not able to do ECV and bring the fetus in the cephalic position, cephalic presentation, then we go with C-section, okay so basic management is if bridge delivery if bridge, bridge presentation comes to you try to do ecv cephalic version, okay uh, you, it is a opd procedure you can try it two times okay if uh, if the patient comes today you try ecv if it does not happen or if the fetus goes into distress then you tell her to go home come back tomorrow or later in a, a, a two three days and when she comes again again try ECB. if it again does not if the presentation again does not change to cephalic presentation then you need to go for c-section so two two cases when you need to go for c-section if ECV is not successful or if ECV is contraindicated okay in these conditions you need to go for c-section in other conditions we can go for assisted delivery okay assisted delivery is with the help of uh, forceps so uh, what we do is in assisted delivery is that we let the fetus come out till the umbilicus so the buttocks area come out and umbilicus comes out then we uh, use this assisted delivery okay in assisted delivery induction and augmentation of flavor is usually avoided okay so these are the uh, management assisted delivery and c-section now let's talk about some maneuvers uh, which are used in bridge bridge, uh, delivery i would uh, recommend you to uh, see the pictures along with what i say So first listen what I am saying and then go back and see the images of those manoeuvres. Okay. So first is Pinard's manoeuvre. In Pinard's manoeuvre the obstetrician puts her finger in the cervix and uh, this is mainly done in Frank Bridge. So what we do is we put a pressure or yeah we put a pressure on the popliteal fossa. So when we do that the knee is flexed and once the knee is flexed we can remove the leg out okay this is spinart's maneuver now the second one is loveset's maneuver so this is done when the uh, leg and the umbilic till the the fetus has been delivered till the umbilicus then we rotate the fetus 180 degrees by 180 degrees to uh, deliver the shoulders okay and we can also rotate 180 degree more to deliver the extended arms this is loveset's maneuver next is burns marshall maneuver So here the fetus is the back of the fetus is towards the pubis pubic symphysis of mother okay so and face is towards the sacrum so in burns Marshall what we do is we hold the leg of the baby and rotate the leg towards the mother's abdomen okay it's like a swing we we swing the uh, leg hold the leg and swing in the long arc towards the abdomen but here the, fetus, the back of the fetus is facing the mother's pubis. The other manoeuvre which is Prague, Prague manoeuvre is similar to Burns Marshall, just that the position of the fetus is, the, uh, the orientation of the fetus is exactly opposite. The back is facing the sacrum, okay in Burns Marshall the back was facing the pubis, back was towards the pubis, in Prague the back is facing posterior so it's dorso posterior position in prague manoeuvre ok now the next manoeuvre is uh, morusio Smelly Fight manoeuvre ok so here what we do is we put our right hand and uh, we put pressure on the malar bones on the jaw on the jaw ok and by the left hand the left hand uh, with the help of index and ring finger we give shoulder traction and with the middle finger we we try to flex the occiput okay so right hand puts pressure on malar bones and left hand gives shoulder traction and puts the pressure on occiput okay this is Mauricio smelly fight maneuver there is another maneuver which is modified Mauricio smelly fight here what we do is we uh, 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 just a correction in Mauricio smelly fight we give uh, we give pressure or we give flexion on the jaw, and in modified Mauricio Smelly Smelliebite, we uh, put the pressure on malar malar bones. Okay, so malar flexion is in modified, and this modified Mauricio Smelly fight maneuver is most commonly performed. Okay, then uh, next we have this pi- with the help of Piper forcep we can deliver, or the last 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 mechanism last method is zavenally, where if it's not if it's not possible to vaginally deliver the pre, the breech presentation, then we put the fetus inside the uterus and then we go for C-section, right? Now let's see some cases and let's see what what will be the management or how will we deliver the baby. Okay, so first uh, case is that if the patient is primey and uh, she comes in breech delivery and she is in active labor, what should we do? We go for C-section. Okay, if the mother is prime and she is having breech presentation or multi with breech presentation but not in active labor then we do ECV okay if the mother is multi and she is breech but and she comes in active labor then we can go for vaginal delivery if she was prime and comes in active labor with breech we go for uh, c-section and if she is multi with breech in active labor we try vaginal delivery okay if the fetus is macrosomic or is in preterm labor with breach, then we obviously go for C-section. Okay, stargazing breach also we go for C-section. Okay, if it's previous LSCS and now presents with breach, then also we go for C-section. Okay, so this was about breach delivery. Now let's talk about transverse presentation, transverse lie, sorry. So the most common cause of transverse lie is prematurity. And then we have other causes like if the pelvis is platypelloid which is flat shaped, then we can have transverse lie. Management here is, uh, here also we can try ECV if the patient comes before active labor. Uh, but we stop this ECV if, if in case we see that fetal heart rate is dropping or there are signs of uh, the cord entanglement around the fetus neck. Okay. And if ECV is not successful, we go for C section. Right. Now coming to the next one, which is uh, occipital posterior position. So, uh, in in 10% of patients, uh, it, there can be occipital posterior positions. And in occipital posterior, we have three positions: right occipital posterior, direct occipital posterior, and left occipital posterior. Okay. So, right occipital posterior is the most common amongst all three of them. So, what, how do we manage this occipito posterior position? We have seen in the previous podcast that we wait and watch. Okay. Why do we wait and watch? Because in 90% of cases, right occipito posterior if the uh, occiput is in the right posterior area, then it rotates by 3 of a circle and it comes in direct occipito anterior position. Okay. So, 90% cases, it itself, like it, it happens on its own. So then we can go for vaginal delivery. So the main management is wait and watch. Okay, but sometimes when the head is rotating from first C, it will be first in right occipito posterior, right? Then it will come into right occipito transverse, then right occipito anterior, and then direct occipito anterior. So this is three eighths of a circle. But while while travelling or while rotating from by three eighths of a circle. Uh, when it comes from right occipito-posterior position to right occipito-transverse there is if there are prominent ischial spines then the further rotation may get arrested and this is called deep transverse arrest and as we have seen deep transverse arrest is common in android pelvis so if there is deep transverse arrest then we need to go for c-section Okay, but otherwise we can wait and watch and 90% of the delivery will Happen normally, okay. Normally, we can say rather normally we can say that it will happen vaginally, okay. Because in normal labor, the definition was it should be there should be no undue prolongation. But here there is prolongation, so we cannot exactly call it normal labor, but normal delivery. But still, vaginal delivery is possible in ninety percent of cases of occipito posterior position. Okay. Now sometimes instead of rotating anteriorly and coming in direct occipito-anterior position the head can rotate posteriorly and go in direct occipito-posterior position ok so here we need to see whether the pelvis is anthropoid type or any other type of pelvis if it is anthropoid type of pelvis then we can still try vaginal delivery in direct occipito-posterior position but if it's any other types of in, any other type of pelvis then we need to go for C-section ok direct occipital posterior position okay because in other pelvis there can be deep sacral arrest so if there is this deep sacral arrest then we need to go for c-section let's talk about last two presentation, that is face presentation and brow presentation so in the face presentation the neck is uh, extended the head is extended completely so uh, the engaging diameter has a diameter of 9.5 centimeters okay so which is the engaging diameter here it is submento sub-mento-bragmatic. okay, and it, it measures 9.5 centimeters. So, so again, uh, in face presentation there can be mento anterior position or mento posterior position, right? Because here the uh, denominator is mentum, so it can mento anterior or mento posterior. If it is mento anterior, then we we can go for vaginal delivery. But if the mentum is facing posteriorly and sacrum is towards the pubis, then vaginal delivery is not possible, and we need to go for C-section. Okay, so face presentation, mento anterior position, go for vaginal delivery, mento posterior position, go for C-section. Let's talk about last presentation, that is brow presentation. In brow presentation, the engaging diameter is mento vertical, which is 14 cm. There is no pelvic diameter, which measures 14 cm. So here, vaginal delivery is not possible, we need to go for C-section right so uh, we have seen most of the we have covered most of the uh, abnormal labor abnormal types of labor so that's it for today's podcast we'll meet in tomorrow's podcast till then enjoy and keep studying bye